hello. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Quality Conversation podcast. This is the second episode. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin, and this is the, the show where we talk about what is on our minds. So, Kevin, some stuff's happened this week. Tell me, what's on your mind? Well, Andy, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can say that the one of the biggest things that's been on my mind uh, for a couple weeks now has been China. China. Mm. China. And, and with China on my mind, you know that BlizzCon... BlizzCon mm. is happening right now. As of recording is. this, it today is. is the first day of BlizzCon. And mm. uh, I am... Whew! Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that, yeah, have you seen... Have you been on Twitter and you've seen this? There's a good handful of Winnie the Pooh costumes walking around BlizzCon already. I, I'm I impressed mean, they haven't banned anyone. I, yeah. T- fair, that is a fair point. You'd expect them to be they did Just kick ex- a guy out. Them out. They did kick a guy out for uh, having a um, a camera and recording the protests. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Some guy was like, "Yeah, I got kicked out for having this camera when I was trying to record the protest. The security told me to leave." Huh. That's just... that's wow. just one guy though, but you know. Yeah. Um, I wonder how true that is then, I guess, if it is just that one guy. but Well, I didn't keep up beyond that. I don't know if other people yeah. have been kicked out. Um, but let me look. Kicked out BlizzCon camera. Um, I haven't seen anything about anyone making pro-Hong Kong protests within the actual event yet. No, And I'm I saying mean, yet because I totally expect some. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't think... I don't think anyone really could without getting banned. Um, true. But but that is very true. I, I can't find any more evidence about that. So we'll see. But that's what mm. one guy said. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the... I don't know, man. The whole BlizzCon thing, it, it's just like... We had the whole Blitzchung thing. And I mean, we didn't personally mm. talk about this last time. But it's, it's one of those things yeah. where... Um, I I have sort of mixed feelings on the whole issue because on one mm. hand, you know, I play games like like League of Legends, which is 100% owned by a Chinese company. You know, yes. ten, Tencent owns 100% of Riot Games. Yep. Um, and Riot Games, after that happened, actually put out a statement saying, don't talk politics of any kind mm. at our events. Yeah. But nobody really talked about that. Um I think the thing is, though, is that there's sort of a difference to some extent when you're a company that's 100% owned by a Chinese company. Versus 5. Versus 5% <laughs> and only 12%. Yeah. 12% of your revenue comes from the entirety of Asia Pacific. And hmm. you're like kowtowing to Chinese culture, you know? Like... There's a number of things that happened with the whole event that that upset me. It's not just Blitzchung being, you know, fined or punished um, because, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. He did bring up a real issue mm. and he at, that maybe it's not appropriate to do that on a live cast for a video game tournament. Like, would we think that it was okay to do that for a different... Like, if someone started shouting, like, pro-Trump or pro, 
I, I mean, we don't have a particular mm-hmm. candidate right now in the U.S. But like the the Democrats have are all warring with each other right now, so I can't say yeah. a pro this. But if it's last election, <laughs> yeah. right? If someone started yeah. saying pro Hillary Clinton stuff or pro Trump stuff last election during a basketball interview, would we not yeah. say that that was in bad taste, and would the league not punish them? I I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I I agree with you. There's it it feels of because it's such a it's such a tentative issue right because it's all based on the human rights and you know they they want their freedoms and i it does say that you know we would like to keep it non-political and like no statements in like their contracts the terms of service which is fair um the punishment felt very knee-jerk oh yeah definitely it was it was it was just we need to do something now and you know you look at it from the the revenue percentage bit that you mentioned earlier like the 12 percent sure it's it's like that's that's going to be a lot of money even if it is 12 percent because if you think about 12 percent it's and the overall revenue they make in general that's going to be a huge amount right but the I think the main thing is where they're trying to protect any kind of future investments because you, they, you they look at the esports scene and yeah. yeah and you look at esports scene you look at video gaming the numbers in China are insane um, particularly you know you look at League of Legends Riot Games like the numbers are off the charts for that hmm. and then you know if you're Blizzard Activision you're looking at that thinking. You know, they've got that. We want to keep that market as something we can enter into and grow in so easily. So it I think it definitely felt business charged. Well, that's what like, it was. Oh, we're going to slap in with the hardest thing. As South Park says, you have to change your ideas of what freedom is if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. Um, <laughs> the reality is, so, so here's the brass tacks of it from a business perspective. China's a growing market and a lot mm. of companies want a piece of the pie. It's not worth as yeah. much money as people think right now. Um, it Every time someone says this sold amazing in China, when you actually take that money and convert it into USD, it's actually a smaller mm. piece of the pie than the American market most of the time. Um, but it's still a chunk. It's still a good amount of money. Mm. It's still worth the effort to these companies in their mind. Uh, but I think yeah. the conversation that's important to have is to kind of like say to ourselves, because I, I, I both am of the belief that that you have to remove emotions and non-factual things from an argument to look at it logically but i'm also Mm. of the belief that there is a certain amount of like what's important and then you have to sort of look at them separately and then bring them together and Mm. in my mind it's like did he do something that would probably and if it wasn't about hong kong get punished anyway and probably did he do something? Yes, that if it I, was, I would say yes. If if it was someone in another circumstance, at another event, would that event have probably punished them? Yes. That said, the mm. U.S. election or the British election or Brexit are not human rights issues. I mean, some people yeah. may say that they are because they don't like Trump's policies or they, back when Hillary was running, they didn't like the wars that she instigated or whatever. But but like mm. at the brass tacks of it, like Hong Kong is 110% a, 
about the freedom and rights of the people of Hong Kong who for the past, what, 100 years have experienced mm. the, the freedoms that being under British rule gave them. And now they are being oppressed, actually. Um, yes. Something that I feel strongly about that, you know, I mean, I don't, I'll tell you right now, mainland China is the next Nazi party in the way they run things. You know what I mean? Like they're, or maybe the next, yeah, the, the next, you know, maybe not Nazi party, but close. I mean, they don't do it based on race, but they do it based on, I mean, if you, if you're part of Falun, against China, Fa, Falun, like anything negative. Yeah. Falun Gong. Do you know about that? I, I have to say that I don't. I'm very ignorant towards... Falun Gong or you know, Falun Gong is a religious belief system based roughly off of, like, Buddhism. Uh, it's, you know, Buddhism is a philosophy that focuses a lot on the self. Uh, this is, mm. this is like, more True. like Buddhist... It worships Buddhist immortals, if you know what those are, which are the more relig oh, right, okay. religious, religiousized versions of these buddhist legends and they become people almost, of almost deities yeah but they basically so. are yeah and yeah um it, it took buddhism and turned it from a philosophy into a religion with gods um but that's what they believe mm -hmm. in and if you it is banned in china any any of it it's it's completely banned because they got too much power and the party feared them and you can be shot mm. you can be killed thrown to prison and the things yeah, that they, they they do there are horrible you know that china yeah. does i mean the 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 things that you hear kind of coming out are terrifying honestly you you think you know we're we're in 2019 you're like okay there's there's like some prog progressive you know things happening in the world everyone's kind of starting to talk about this climate issue it's becoming like a big massive thing and then then you hear stories coming out about the the camps and just the way people are tortured within china that are honestly terrifying because china is so huge it's and massive. the way that they're able to suppress things with like you know people make the joke with the great firewall of china right and there's there's just so much likely going on that we have not even scratched the surface off when it comes to you know the the pro-China efforts that seem to come out in the news. You know, and I, that's like you said, going back to the point where if if Blitz Jung was to make a statement regarding an election, he 100%, I believe, would not have been slapped with the punishment that he did. But because it is essentially China versus something else, he probably would have got a lesser. Yeah, like they yeah. wouldn't have been so scared because if you were to if you were to come out and be like, I'm pro Brexit, deliver us Brexit, Boris, you know, everyone mm. would he probably <laughs> would have been like everyone would have been like, hey, like, uh, we're going to punish you for that. Like, we don't want to talk about politics here, but it wouldn't have been yes. like cut off the feed fire mm. the fire the casters they fired the people who yes were just, they did fire who, the casters who who didn't actually do anything wrong that's what blew my mind i was like i'm sorry i'm i'm confused mm. what did they do like yeah they 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 were just like they tried to play it off what were they supposed to do mm. like yeah how could could they have predicted it just seemed that they're put in a lose-lose situation at that point and well and the reason that they did that is it's all just to make big daddy china 
feel like they did something. So they fired the cast because that's what would happen in China. Mm. In China, you'd be punished for something someone else did because you didn't read their mind soon enough to stop them. Yeah. It's just a fear-mongering policy, right? That's what oh. they do. So, like, yeah. point being, going backwards, right? Because I'm not going to sit here and rail on China, you know, lest someone yeah. call me a racist for thinking that the Chinese people should be treated well, which is a thing I actually see happen on Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah. shoot me. I can't believe it. It's like, oh, you're racist against the Chinese. How? How is being pro-freedom for Chinese people racist? I don't know, but I guess you live mm. in a crazy alternate reality. <laughs> we live in a society, Kev. We live, we live in, a in a society. I'm going to become the Joker now, baby. The Joker, baby. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> um, but uh, just going back, the, the point is, right, is that I can forgive a 100% Chinese company for protecting itself from its own government by having policies that may seem harsh, but it doesn't have a choice because mm -hmm. it's not an American company. But when you're an American company that puts 12% of your profit before the freedoms that your home country holds dear, that's a yeah. problem because we're Americans. Yeah. You know, you, I know you're not American. You're a British <laughs> Australia, but I, I'm, I mean, I used to own everyone and I let everyone be free now, Kev. So I've got that under my belt. You I, know, I used you to own that. you all. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm walking, talking freedom, right? <laughs> sort of, kind of. I mean, you guys don't have, didn't have freedom of speech. Yeah, but now I'm back in prison. So right, hey, right. hey. Prison. <laughs> That's where they send the bricks that they don't want anymore. This was, this was a totally, like, I made this move by my own volition, okay? I wasn't sent here. <laughs> But no, I mean, as an American, like I, I have problems with my country, especially lately. But at the at my core, I strongly believe in the individual rights of a person. And when mm. that is clearly being infringed upon, it bothers me I, fundamentally, yeah. you know, and and I, I have that issue with a lot of the laws happening in Britain now regarding free speech, even though Britain doesn't have free speech laws. I, as an American, think you should. And mm. I have a problem when I see what's happening in Hong Kong. So when an American company an American company started in America, became big in America, lives off of American benefits and things that our capitalist society gives them is putting 12% of their profits before the freedom of people because they're afraid mm. of losing that warm teat to suck on. Yeah. And I go, I'm sorry, was the money you made for tens for, for what was it? 15 years hand over fist on world of Warcraft. Was that not enough money for you? Like, you yeah. Know, uh, Activision puts like, the minimal money into every game they make and delivers maximum profits. And I'm you're they made enough money that they fired all the people in Scotland or whatever it was or Ireland. Yeah, or whatever like, that I, I have was. to think that would this have happened if it was purely Blizzard and not Blizzard Activision? That's what always runs through my mind when I hear something, you know, negative about say. Blizzard. Is you know, I grew up playing blizzard games same right you know starcraft diablo warcraft and you know i have fond memories of you know these video games growing up playing with my family and friends and you know it's it's honestly it's heartbreaking when when you hear about blizzard doing what they did to blizz chung or you know firing employees when they're making money hand over fist and it's just like it's almost it's like a break of trust, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I grew up with you. I played all these games. I have all these great memories, 
and now that almost means nothing because you're just going to lay people off on and you're just going to not stick to any of those values that it felt like you helped bring me up as a person with right it's it's just so painful disheartening and painful is the word heartbreaking painful when you can't live by your own plain disappointing yeah when 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 you i mean the apology for blizzard's um opening ceremony did you see that i i didn't actually you haven't seen it yet i was i was in the middle of dealing with something because i was trying to edit I was trying to edit a video and I, I didn't get to see it. Yeah. What what what, what happened? I'll, I'll give it. you I'll give you the the too long did not watch. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, it was essentially comes onto stage and he says before we start the opening ceremony, I'd like to say a few words, and there wasn't any direct apology to Blitz Chung. It was just kind of a we didn't uphold ourselves to our own high standards. And, you know, that was the first thing that, that came out. Like, we were upset by what we did with our punishments because, one, we didn't do it to our own high standards that we set for ourselves. Okay, buddy. And, and then, secondly, it was just like, we believe video games can bring people together and allow people to express themselves. So we want people to be able to do that and have a safe space here at BlizzCon and... You know, he mentioned the protests outside and he was like, we've heard you guys outside and we've heard you guys on the internet. And it's just like, yeah, okay. And I accept, I apologize. And I, well, I don't, did he say I apologize? He said, I, I accept accountability was, was like the ending part of it. Like uh, paraphrasing there. It's like, I accept accountability. And the worst thing is, the worst thing is, as soon as he said, and I accept accountability, People started woo woo in the crowd, and it's just like have a backbone. That makes like me... it, mm. have a backbone. You, just be silent. Don't cheer for him saying we have accountability. Say yes, as you should. Now improve. Do what the people outside are doing. In my opinion, or, or just don't even bother going to BlizzCon and buying their new games. I'll, I'll at, at least give point. you that that some people already had their tickets and stuff. I know quite a yes. few people who couldn't couldn't get a refund you know i'm glad mm. i never did i i considered it and i ended up not getting a ticket and then this stuff happened i was like wow i'm glad i am going yeah. to pax east that's gonna be fun hey um nice but yeah no i i i really do i i, I think that that's sort of like a half apology it's like we know we did something wrong but we're still not willing to actually say we were, we're not going to fix it <laughs> right <laughs> because that would be a step too far in the not getting what you want direction mm. of like sucking on the warm tea to china you know yeah um, it's and it's you know it's kind of like how for the past couple of years every time blizzard's done something wrong they've invented a new gay you know like <laughs> like like you do, some, you do something wrong and it's like by the way uh tracer's gay congrats or people are mad their their game isn't doing well everyone's tired of the changes that they're making to overwatch they're kind of bored of the game they don't they, mm. they don't like the new characters that they're adding and then they're like abide did you know that we have another gay here have gay <laughs> congrats you get gay equals money that's what they've determined but the characters aren't gay in china where it's illegal yeah. to be gay it's they're they're only gay in 
the countries where it's legal to be gay because why stand up for anything when you can earn money for nothing true true and, and that's the thing is that if this was a one-off event if blizzard had just done this the one time and and they came out and said listen we don't want our if, if they had come out and said guys i'm going to be blunt with you we are a business and we don't mm. want to be associated with politics of any kind that's a fair statement to make. I, and it's like, but I will admit, I understand why you're upset because the situation in Hong Kong is a is a very rough one for a lot of people. And mm. I, you know, as an individual, I have a lot of opinions. But as a company, we need to remain outside yeah, of as that. a company and a representative, like <laughs> right. And and then and then said and then said, but we do agree that we have handled this situation incorrectly. And we are sorry, we were wrong yeah. for how we as a as as a company have handled this, and for that we severely apologize and will try yeah. our best to be better. And I hope you'll give us another chance. And if he had said that without all the other shit that they've done up till now in the past couple of years, then maybe yeah. I could go. All right, all right, I'll bite. But yeah, he didn't say that. And mm. everything that they've done up till this point is always just, oh, you're mad? Have a gay. Here's some uh, gay. Yeah. You know, now give us your money. Because we don't mm. actually stand for anything. We just yeah. want your money. I mean, they slapped, what was it? The The initial punishment was take away his earnings and ban for a year. Yes. And yeah. and then after all the backlash, like, okay, we'll we'll knock it into six months and we'll give him his winnings and earnings. You know, like you said, if <laughs> you can just say we we apologize for the you know, for what happened on the broadcast, we'll be investigating and talking with the player. But of course that doesn't that doesn't suffice when it's something that's essentially anti China, so Oh, we're risking losing twelve percent if we actually look at a fair punishment. Let's slap him with the hardest thing. Well, but, yeah. keep in mind that's not they won't they wouldn't lose twelve percent from China. That's all of Asia Pacific. Ah, oh, true, true. It's twelve percent. Yeah, but... So you know, and most of those countries don't like China. Mm. <laughs> most of the countries in Asia Pacific aren't friends with China. Yeah. Um. So, but on the note of Overwatch, on the note yes. of Overwatch, yes, let's you were pivot. saying Overwatch, Overwatch Two was announced. Oh boy, yeah. Now, I know you said that you were busy looking at stuff and you didn't see the open ceremony. Have you read up on any of the Overwatch 2 stuff that's happening? A little bit. That has been announced. I did I did uh, a little bit. You know, they've got this talent system. Mm. 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 That, I th I'm pretty certain. Now, I haven't done much digging because, you know, living in Australia, all the interesting stuff happens while we're asleep. So, <laughs> um, I, I think the talent system is purely on the new PvE mode. Um, so all the, the new skills and all the new damaging and, you know, stuff that essentially changes the gameplay of characters is purely PVE, not in the PVP stuff, which is, you know, that's fair. That's fair. There's some cool looking abilities in there, but I, I just want to interject to say, I would care more if the talents were in the PVP part where hmm. you two tracers weren't exactly alike. Yeah. Where that's, that's I, I would actually like that, where it was like, well, you know, there's a different... There's how can different, I express how I play, yeah. Right, or different versions of Tracer. Like, that would be cool to me, but it's not. 
it's not mm. and, and i mean that makes it harder to balance but let's be honest definitely they, they added enough characters to the game that aren't balanced anyways <laughs> i mean they never you know, made doom yeah. balanced the the nightmare that was diva for the longest time or i or, remember that being a pain and people tried to argue with me and i'll never i'll never agree like it i remember it being an argument where i i was discussing with people once about how i don't like shields in overwatch like there's so many barriers mm. there's so many characters that put down a big massive barrier with a lot of health and mm. they were like no they needed to add another shield person i'm like they didn't they didn't need to they needed to just come up with a better character and then they're like no they, yeah, needed, they needed to and, the, and and i was like they <laughs> didn't need more shields you need like, to diversify and, and i kept saying they didn't you could have just made a, a better character with a cooler mechanic and they're like no they needed it and i was like why do they need it well it was needed can you tell me why? Well, because people like me who play tanks, the best tank is Reinhardt. So you only play Reinhardt. We need another I was another bored barrier. of Reinhardt, yeah. That, that was it. Their reason was they were born of Reinhardt. And I was like, fuck off. I didn't say it. I let the conversation end. But like they kept saying it. And no matter how many times I said, yes, but that's just, that doesn't defeat my argument. I'm still right that if they had just come up with a better <laughs> idea, it would be, they'd be like, yeah, but no, but they needed it. I know better than you because I play Reinhardt. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, like when it, when it came to it, like, you know, you had, what was it? There was Reinhardt and there was Winston. They were the, the two shields. Uh, no, and no, then uh, you what's had... her name? Centaur robot. Oh, but I mean like original, oh, oh, the like original when it was group, first yes. shipped. When yes. it was first shipped, like, it was Reinhardt and Winston as your bubbles and shield. Mm -hmm. And then you had D.Va with the Matrix, which was... You know, that was a shield, but it was a different kind of shield. And yep. that was pretty cool. Like, stop the projectiles and, you know, it had a window to, okay, this is our go button. You know, that was pretty cool. And then and then they added Ana, which was a different kind of healing. And well, you always had the bubble from Zarya. That is true. That is true. And that bubble is, that... absorbs damage and makes her turn into a unstoppable yes. disintegration beam. Yes. But that's a... A limited time and also has a cooldown on like the Reinhardt shield. So it's like yes. shielding in a different way, which is essentially what you were arguing for, which I agree with. Which, you know, they, they needed it's they had they came out with the the essentially the three core mechanics with shielding. Like there was Zaya, Reinhardt, slash Winston, and then you had um Diva, which was kind of a, a pseudo shield, mm -hmm. but a, a shutdown thing, which was, you know, and that was cool. And then they, they added a couple new mechanics, and it was like, oh, yeah, these characters are really cool. And then they just started, okay, how many <laughs> how many characters can we make the same, but not really? Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hmm. I, you know what? And I was actually just really disappointed in the, a lot of their character design, too. Like, Doomfist came out, and I'm going to be honest, I was hoping for, like, Coltrane you know oh, or like terry Coltrane, baby. or like <laughs> terry cruz like yeah. you know coming in wild you know crazy voice super excited like someone that you could really get behind and doomfist has the most boring uninteresting unoriginal <gasps> personality ever <gasps> and, yeah he literally just makes <gasps> rising uppercut <gasps> yeah and i'm just and, <laughs> and his entire plot is his, his entire character plot is I'm a bad guy because I think war is good for people. I think war makes us better. Wow. <laughs> hmm. How, why, why do you think that? Because when war happens, there's progression. Okay. So I want to cause hmm. war. Wow. 
What a character. I'm going to take the Infinity Gauntlet. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, exactly. What happens? What happens? Yeah. No, a I, 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 rising I, I, uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hated it, though. I really hated... Um, I really hated the the character, you know, I, I, and I also mm. think that he's not designed all that great because um, when you're good at him, you can just zero to 60 half the cast by just rolling in, bounce, shoot. And, oh, did you fuck up? Just hit Q. You become invulnerable. You can just mm. leave or you can kill someone. It, mm. Sometimes, like, I have seen so many Doomfists just get away from an encounter by hitting Q. And, and yeah. I don't think that's... Because if you look at the original cast, their cues were all sort of, like, strategic. They could be really good. I mean, Divas was really, really good. But it was still, like, yeah. if you didn't aim it right or if anyone did anything clever. I mean, back in the day, I played a lot of Roadhog. And more than once, I, I pulled Diva's ult off of a ledge, saving my entire team. You know? Yeah. And, like, you can't... Like, like his ult there's there's not much you can do you know no it's just like oh i can see the ion cannon coming can i run away fast enough or is someone going to shield me enough right and that's how it is with so many of the newer characters is that there's very little you can do about a lot of their abilities it's mm -hmm. not like... moira in particular oh yeah absolutely it's just like all you can do is hide there's not anything you can do to try and block it there's and it <sighs> It, it's one of those things where they 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 keep recycling it, and then we had the newest character who is they couldn't even be asked to give him a walk animation, so they made him float. <laughs> like that was too much work. And then his what is it? His rock throw ability that is actually a Doomfist ability that they decided not to give Doomfist in some of like the beta stuff. He had mm. the ability to reach into the ground pull that exact rock out of the ground and throw it <laughs> all they did was remove his arm from the equation and give it mm. to them he's his shield is just reinhardt's shield but it's out in the open it's a mixture yeah. between reinhardt's and um i can never remember the robot's name the centaur robot uh oh orissa orissa it's orissa's shield meets reinhardt's shield it's better than mm. hers and his in that way other than <laughs> other than once he stopped it, it can't be moved again without putting mm. it out again. But I mean, like, it's just, it wasn't a good addition. And and now, mm. now on the rare occasion that I was have been asked to play that game, it's just like shield over shield over shield. Mm. Good luck ever getting past, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I stopped playing Overwatch. I It was just before... Uh, wrecking ball like the hamster in the, in I the will, master i will give them this before you continue wrecking ball is very original yes he is a unique character and i like him he is he is pretty cool he's pretty cool but i stopped playing just before he came out because i was like you know i could i could play this game and i'm sure that i could you know climb the ranks and you know improve and but I just won't have any fun if I'm while I'm doing it, and that was the issue. Mm. I had a lot of fun with Overwatch when it first came out, and then everything just became so saturated. And it was, oh, who can fuck up the enemy supports, or which support is going to mess up first that allows it to happen? It it started becoming you had the flanking characters, and you could maybe 
you do some work with them, but there is just so much kind of shielding stuff and oh it was it 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 felt like and you know there might be people that play this game a lot more than me that disagree but it just felt like it was a game more about cock blocking someone than it was about making your own plays yeah and that was my issue with it i could agree it with just that. became about stopping other people having fun instead of having fun yourself you know what game i used to play religiously for many many years was team fortress 2 before it became a hat collecting simulator <laughs> um it was a lot of fun i mean even when it was a hat collecting simulator it hadn't quite died yet it hadn't yeah. hit that autismus level of hat collecting where it wasn't about playing the game anymore um but i did really love that game and when so yeah. so when overwatch came out i actually didn't buy it i wasn't going to i everyone yeah. was like it's gonna be so fun i'm like uh, uh, eh. it sounds like it seems like diet yeah. tf2 it, it does. It feels like Diet TF2. And then they were like, they're like, no, it's really good. And someone, a friend of mine bought it for me for Christmas. And I was like, oh, okay, mm. so I'll play. And so I played and I did really enjoy it. Um, probably wouldn't, like in retrospect, I still wouldn't buy it, you know, because it never became to me what I enjoyed in TF2. Um, mm. It was like Diet TF2 for me. And it was fun to play with my friends, but it was also just very frustrating a lot. In a way yeah. that I never was frustrated in Team Fortress 2. And... Yeah, it always felt like in Team Fortress 2 when you died, it was because the other person was better than you. Yeah, or you fucked up. Yeah. You like, you like, honestly, you fucked up and you need to do better. You know? Mm. And and I I don't know. I just was like... I, I, I played it a lot because of my friends, but yeah eventually it reached a point where i was just like i'm just annoyed all the time when i play this game i never feel yeah. like it was a good match i never feel like yeah, that, like satisfied i i played it a lot with my friends when it was first released because you know we all got it and we were all playing it we were having fun you know five six man stacks and then i was like oh rank mode's out like oh i'll try rank mode you know because i've been enjoying it with friends and i just became an unhappy man yeah <laughs> climb rank so but then, so with that in mind, I mean, when you talk about, when you talk about, you know, Team Fortress 2 versus this, you know, I think they kind of died in a similar way. Where mm. it's the, they There just, is a whole thing with TF2 versus Overwatch with the, the new edition of that PBE mode, mm -hmm. like a $60 PBE mode on Overwatch 2, essentially. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the thing is it's like, so you tell me they're going to announce Overwatch 2. I think the only difference yep. for me is that Team Fortress 2 died really slowly. And there was mm. a lot of years of fun play out of it. And so if they yes. announced Team Fortress 3, I'd probably be excited. Because we'd, if it follows the same cycle, then it's going to be mm. really fun for a long time before it it's finally It's going to be 10, 15 years worth of you know, a solid player base that right. really honestly enjoys the game. On on the other hand, you know, you say Overwatch 2. Overwatch, I mean, I've only been playing it, what, three years, four years? I can't even think how long it's been out. It, it came out when I was living in my old house, and I only lived in my old house for two years, and it's been less than a year in this new place. Yeah, it's it's three, maybe four it's not been out long at all. And you look at the new editions, it's 
they've re- well they've revealed one new hero for Overwatch 2 so far and then the big thing was oh there's a new PVP mode okay that couldn't just be patched into Overwatch 1 could it and then it was oh here's a PVE mode uh correct me if i'm wrong but didn't they already do a PVE kind of mission in Overwatch 1 that was part of a big update that you know you already did couldn't you just kind of shoe on that in you know can you just patch that into overwatch one well the problem this, is, this just feels like dlc that should have just been added to overwatch one and maybe they want their 60 25 30 dollars yeah they want like their 60 20, 20 they to want, 30 dollars. they want their hundred dollars for deluxe editions that give you a special stupid ugly skin and the 250 for the one that comes with a 20 dollar statue yeah a 3d printed statue painted by like yeah a, a chinese dock worker um I mean, got to give back to China somehow. Got to give back guess, to China right? somehow. I mean, the worst part is, is that is what you get though. You get a sweatshop statue. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. like I'm not even just saying that because China. That's I mean, like you could ignore everything that's happened, and my statement, painted by a Chinese dock worker in his spare time, would be yeah. true. And and like that's that's all it is. It's but see that's that's what it feels like a lot of the time lately. I mean, yeah. Honestly, so you know. I know it's like, you could say, like, why have I played Modern Warfare 2 if I'm standing against Blizzard? Like, I canceled my WoW subscription, even though I was having fun with Classic. Uh, I had already paid for Modern Warfare in full mm-hmm. um, before it came out. And so I was just like, okay, well, I already paid for this. I'm just not going to buy anything new from it. Um, mm-hmm. And and so that said, like, Modern Warfare is a new game that is very different from black ops 4 or any Mm. of the other cods that have come out it has it looks like i mean it's not perfect and i have some complaints about the multiplayer maps mostly that every building you're in has 10 different places you can get shot from very realistic not very fun um yeah like if you wanted that you play armor you play tom clancy like right (laughs) you do that in a non-multiplayer setting um yeah i won't i won't get too heavily into it but it's definitely like people say get good but i'm like right but in the old modern warfare this wasn't a thing like yeah it was there's maybe two three maximum four places that you need to look at on each corner and and on the old school maps it's like i get i got shot through a gap a tiny gap in a wall from across the map by a guy who happened to when watching the kill cam just happened to look right over there see me and twitch shoot me you know, through this little crack, and I'm just like, oh my god, I didn't even do anything wrong, you know. Um, I checked every corner, but I didn't check that three-pixel little bit for a tiny red dot across the map, you know. It's all the way over there. Oh, I should have should have been watching for that. Ah, oh, not smart enough. <laughs> um, but, but, like, the, the thing is, is it's like, I'll give you that this is, like, completely new. It's not just a shitty remake of the same thing in an attempt to cash grab with a Doritos mm. commercial actually in the game, you know, um, <laughs> looking at you, Advanced Warfare. Um, yes. But, like, the, you know, Overwatch 2 is probably not going to be anything. It's just going to be the same yeah. game with some stuff that, yeah, 100%, you could have just said this is our $20 PvE mode, you know. Um, yeah. I don't blame a company for wanting to make money, but plenty of companies, I mean, Valve made tons of money off of TF2 for how long, you know. I mean, there's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at it. You know, you want to make money, but does it warrant a new game? I 
from what's been shown, 100% does not warrant a new game. Man vs. Machine, TF2, that came out as a big update, and then they had people buy kind of tickets and new stuff for it, because, you know, at that point, TF2 was free. You know, you add in the new game mode as part of a new rank season, have your new character released, and then if people want to play this new PvE mode, have it as a viable DLC that you flesh out. Like, fine, you want to make money. Just don't make a new game and say, oh, look, it's these brand new stuff, when it's your same characters with an attack PvE mode that could have easily been DLC. So, pivoting again, um, what do you we think... We love our pivots today. Yeah, what do you think <laughs> of uh, of uh, Diablo 4? Not I mean, we all have P- we all have PCs, right? Well, yeah, we all, we all have, have PCs. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I I want to reserve too much judgment until I see more skill trees and you know things like that. But um, face value, what I've seen, it just looks like Diablo three with a new story, right? That that's all I'm getting so far. Some people and have been saying to me, just to say this, they've been like, "Oh, it looks so good," and I'm like, "Yeah, mm. so did Diablo 3. Yeah, yeah, right. It's they've got mounts now. Cool. I don't need I, that. I guess. Yeah, don't need that. Um, it looks like there is PvP. Yeah, there was PvP in Diablo three too. Wasn't very good. Um. It, will the story be good? I mean, they've set some groundwork for what looks like could be an interesting story. I'll give them that. The whole Lilith coming back and this whole new spawn of Diablo in a, in a new form. You know, it's it's kind of the same thing that's been happening anyway. Right. But, you know, it's, it's kind of a new take on Diablo coming back. It's not just, oh, his power has risen again. It's like, oh, it's taken on the new form from the prime evil of someone who was the spawn of Adria the Witch and Diablo himself, you know. Interesting takes there. Could be an interesting story, you know, as interesting as a Diablo story can get because what everyone wants to do is hack slash loot kill, you know, smash everything, just I, go I, through, become the strongest guy. I have a confession. I really mainly enjoyed Diablo 2 for the story and how creepy and interesting it was and how I mm. wanted to know what was happening. Like, yeah. I, as a youngster, um, I really only killed about cared about two things: figuring out what was happening because I had never played Diablo one. Um, yeah. And back then, you couldn't just read a wiki for five minutes to learn everything. Um, yeah. And making the most skeletons I could. Oh yeah, the that great skeleton man himself. The, the great skeleton man himself. <laughs> I, I honestly, that's what killed Diablo 2 for me was, or Diablo 3 for me was the lack of a skeleton army. I'm sorry, but jars of spiders are funny because um, <laughs> I, I used to run around as, as the... Um, the necromancer. No, no, in, in, the, in Diablo 3, I, I ran around as the uh, voodoo priest. Oh, the witch doctor. And yeah. I would just say, have some spiders. Yeah, spiders. Ooh, yeah. Have some Ooh, spiders. Yeah. But like, at, that gets old really fast and it's not the same as walking into a room and having your 30 skeletons just you know and your one Beat goal of, everything <laughs> your one goal of just walk up and shank a dude it's not like fighting diablo and just watching him be surrounded by skeletons mm. and die you know it was that yeah. was fun 
And yeah, I think that's a fair point that you you made uh, as well about the the story for Diablo One and Diablo Two. I think was, you know, they they felt a lot creepier, and you were just like you actually got sucked into some kind of world. Diablo Three, I was like, oh yeah, I'm excited for. Like I know I said like everyone else just wants to smash, grab, kill, and I think that's what it's kind of evolved into. Mm-hmm. Whereas the older ones, yeah, they 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 did have good story and. And that was a really disappointing thing with Diablo 3, and I think that's why I stopped caring so much about the story for it, is, you know, you, you had to play through Diablo 3 to get to the higher tiers of difficulty, and you played the same story over and over again just to reach your your higher difficulty to get the better gear, and, you know, it, it lost the magic, and then it's, let's run the greater rifts, you know? I've played Diablo 3, I've played Path of Exile, you know, I play I Warframe currently. Well. Like when it comes to grinding stuff out to get better gear, you know, I enjoy that. I enjoy being able to to do that. But there was something about Diablo three that, after two or three seasons, just didn't hold my attention. And it wasn't it wasn't anything that I think could be changed without giving you a skill tree similar to. Diablo 2, where, you know, you can't just swap and change every ability no matter what. You need to you need to spec into something and kind of decide, this is what my character's really going to be about, instead of, I'm just a jack-of-all-trades, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to make any strong decisions to build my character around. I can just pick up something and be like, cool, now I'm just stronger. Whereas Path of Exile, it's like, okay, so I want to use this ability, so I need to make sure that I put these three things together and I have this setup of gems. And, you know, if I find something, like, sure, maybe I can shoehorn it into the build and make it good, but I want this one thing that will just take me from here all the way up to here. And that's what I want. And that payoff is, I think, what's missing from Diablo, because it's like, Okay, cool. I got this. I got this weapon. It's done. So so I'll put this skill on. Yep. Oh, now I've found this weapon. Oh, I'll go back to this skill. You know, there's there's no there's no feeling there's no real feeling of payoff. Even when you you see the green items and the orange items come down, you're just like, it's not the one I wanted anyway. Trash. Vendor. Break it down. You know what? I, and... <laughs> I I don't know if they ever fixed it because I don't play it anymore. But when I did play Path of Exile, there was this one thing I did. I think it was on... I think I was on the... I forgot the class's name. Because, I mean, the classes didn't truly matter. But um, it's just what you started with on your on the sphere grid, essentially. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, lo- I love the skill tree on Path of Exile. The skill forest, even. Well, well, you know what I mean when I say the skill the, the sphere grid, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm making... your starting point. Yeah. Final Fantasy, I'm making Final Fantasy X reference. Oh! Because in Final Fantasy X, all the characters could technically eventually get anything. And if you played yeah. like the special edition of the game or did the new game plus or whatever it was, you could, uh, you, you had people start wherever you wanted them to, right? And so yeah. you could have Lulu the blue mage, you know, or um, <laughs> or the tank. You could have Lulu doing Waka's abilities, you know. Yeah. Um, but the uh that was the so path of exile but can the jack shot can the jack shot 
That's that's what I'm asking. Yeah, good question. In the old Jack shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I loved Blitzball. That was my favorite thing. Yes. Honestly, who cares about the real game? It's all about winning. Just play Blitzball. Blitzball. Just play yeah. Blitzball. But um, the that I liked that. I liked that, and I remember. I think I started as the witch one or whatever. But I had an ability, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not remembering it perfectly because it's been so long. My buddy helped me build it. But what it was is that you, I had a perfect combination where essentially, I used an ability. And then I would critically hit, and then lightning would insta-give everything in the local radius. Because yes. I had just had a series of abilities that comboed together in a way where I had like super high crit, so I crit like every other attack. And if I crit, everything got hit with a big blast with like the same attack. Yes. And so I would just be like, everything in the room's dead. Everything in the room's dead. And it was yes. really, really funny and satisfying. It felt broken. Yes. It felt broken, yes. but the fact that it took cleverness and seeing how because the gems and, and stuff comboed together, right? Like yes. this one just says when this happens, this result, and this one says when this happens, this other thing happens, and then this one says whenever this result happens, uh, make it this other <laughs> result instead, and this one says this other result always crits, and so you yes. you put them all together, and it's. Every time I hit, I crit with a lightning attack, I hit all nearby enemies with a lightning attack. All lightning yes. attacks critically hit. Any critical hit is doubled in damage. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas Diablo is just like, oh, I've got plus 1,000 dex. I've got plus 1,000 health. I guess that'll do. That'll but do. It's, it, it's World it is just that. And, and that's why so many people, right, they say Path of Exile is the true successor to Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. Just b- for reasons like that. And, you know, it's, it's it just feels like now Diablo 4 is just going to be a reskin of Diablo 3. But this time we've got mounts, so it's all okay. Well, finally you can ride your World of Warcraft mount in Diablo. Yeah. The yeah. one thing a dungeon crawler never needed. <laughs> hmm. So... How much do you reckon Blizzard Activision will charge for you to be able to skin your World of Warcraft mounts over to Diablo 4? Hmm. Good question. Um, at least at least 100,000 yuan. <laughs> China. 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 Uh, so outside of that, there wasn't really much else come out of BlizzCon yet because it's day one, right? So yeah, it's day one. We'll see what happens for the rest of the time there. Um, hopefully, the Winnie the Pooh DLC will be good, um, mm. and we we <laughs> we we'll see. We'll Announcing see. Winnie the Pooh Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> All it is is uh, one of the live conferences for the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> There's just sponsored by honey and there's just a pot on the <laughs> side <laughs> um so honey sponsors we're, we're looking for sponsors. yeah honey.com click here hey. to get get your coupons we you know not, it's a quick and easy we will not relate you to the to to Gigi Ping. we promise please we need sponsors <laughs> desperately um elgato what if hey hey what if honey.com what if Ooh, ooh! I'm just saying. Um, no, who, who, who are we gonna beg for sponsors next week? Uh, how about like thermal take, so we can get computer. We parts. know, we know someone. We know someone. 
We're not saying any names, but we know someone. If you're listening, if you're listening. Yeah, what if? What if? What if? What if? Um, so, I mean, we've got, a, we've got a couple minutes left before, uh, the, the must cut off time that there's no yes. going over or we die. I mean, we went no. over last time, but you know, yes. um, by five minutes is fine. fine. To be fair, I was more than five minutes late last week. So that's true. You were, we, you know, we'll you had that. to keep me, you had to keep me working. So. Right. Right. Because that's how that works. Um, yes. as we know, time at desk equals productivity. At, mm-hmm. That's just how it works. I mean. You, you put up an employee at their desk, they will produce output no matter what. Especially if you're watching yes. them. Yes. 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 100% agreed. <laughs> yes, that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, so, any last thoughts uh, about BlizzCon day one? Hmm. Um, I'm surprised that both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 were announced on the same day on day one. Yeah. And it makes me think like what else is in store apart from Burning Crusade coming to WoW Classic that announced on day two. And which would be really early for that. Yeah. Um because, you know, a lot of people I mean not counting those of us who have decided to cancel our subscription for the time being. Um yeah. Which I was sad to do, if I'm honest. I really enjoyed WoW Classic, but I just don't want to give Activision any more of my money until yeah. they change. Um, yeah. But I think it would be early to do Burning Crusade. I think it would be very yeah, early for that. I mean, there's there's going to be some kind of Hearthstone expansion announcement, right? That's just almost guaranteed. Yeah, for what so. what life is left in Hearthstone, they've seen more than a 50% drop in play playtime. I mean, mm. when MTG Arena came out, that was, I mean, it was insane the amount of people who just quit the be- the, the beginning of the end. Yeah, it really was. Essentially. Um, well, I have one last thought that I can give, and it was it goes off of our original subject, right? Of, of BlizzCon mm. in China, or Blizzard in China, and what I was wanted to say, and I, I kind of didn't didn't get the chance to was that the main thing that i have a problem with the main thing that i think is how do i put it i i have a problem with this belief that people have that it's okay for a company to do whatever it should do to earn money Mm. Um, because it's dismissive of the role we as customers play in saying what we believe we want. Now, I will say a company's job is to earn money, right? But mm-hmm. it is the job of the people that work at that company to decide what they do, what they participate in. And they should yeah. collectively think that supporting the oppression of Hong Kong is wrong. Even if China doesn't have a big hand in the oppression, they don't have really a hand. I mean, 5% is owned by Tencent, which is a profit-driven Chinese company. You know, they should be able to to say, yeah, actually, we we do support Hong Kong, right? Regardless of profit. No, if you think... Yeah, go on, carry on, sorry. Well, no, I, I, I want you to go ahead and interject if you need to, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because if you think about it, if push comes to shove, 
Now, I don't know the entire stakehold share of a Blizzard Activision, but I know that the 5% being Tencent, and there may be some other Chinese companies that own a percentage. I don't actually know that, so just claim for that. But if you think about it, that if Blizzard Activision were to come out and say, you know what, actually, we stand by the statements of Hong Kong should, like, there's the support for Hong Kong. We, like, we believe that, you know, they should have their freedoms. We stand with them. We support them. Tencent pulls out their 5%. There's, there's going to be people, if that statement that. is made, that is like, you know, we'll, we'll pick up that other 5% because, you know, you're making strides towards something that we believe in and, you know, that will restore confidence in the consumer base. Maybe not necessarily in China, they, but, you know, in essentially the Western world. And the rest of the like, Pacific. Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll pick that up. We'll, we'll pick up that 5%. Now, would you lose potential revenue in Chinese esports scenes? Yes. But, like you said, it's, it's a very precarious situation because, you know, that market's only going to grow bigger, so they I, just needed more tact with it. The problem is, but, is that, here's the real truth. When you think long-term what's going to happen if we continue to if, if american and european countries continue to allow the grasp of china to get stronger if it's through hawaii giving you equipment you know getting into your 5g network i mean don't believe for a second what what they say that oh yeah no we 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 wouldn't give your information to china it's like uh, you're legally required to unless you leave mm. china like, as a Chinese company, you are legally required within China to hand over all information, even other countries' information. So that's not true. Um, but if we don't choose to stand against it, they're going to start dictating the way things are done throughout the rest of the world. And we as people have to decide what is acceptable and what isn't. And mm. by choosing to stand against Blizzard, what we're really saying is, is with any company... We're saying we don't want this as part of our culture and we will not consume it. Right. Yeah. And that company needs to decide what's more important. The immediate, the potential profits of China or if things stay as they're going or the profits of all the other countries of people who are standing against them. And the fact that if people stand against the cultural invasion of China, then mm companies will have to make a change, which means China will eventually have to make a change. The less control mm. we give them, eventually they have to acquiesce in some way if they want yeah. more economic growth. Because it's not like they can grow if no one's investing. If no one's investing because their primary customer base won't do business with them, if they invest in China, China won't grow. It's all interconnected. If China yeah. wants to grow, they've been doing it for a while. They've been slowly easing off certain levels of heavy-handedness in specific areas because they want to economically grow because yeah. governments wouldn't work with them if they didn't. So is it morally right or wrong to mm. stand against Blizzard? Yes, because we're telling them that we as customers, we, we expect a certain thing out of them. And if they yes. go against that for the sake of profit, then... Yeah. I mean, that was... Uh, like Personally, I haven't 
played a Blizzard title since last BlizzCon when the the announcement was Diablo Mobile and they were just like, what, you don't have phones? You know, ever since yeah. that, like, I, I was already teetering on the edge, like, oh, these Blizzard titles aren't doing it for me anymore. But you know what? Like, I will, I will look into your new games and I will potentially, like, consume them because, you know, again, grew up playing Blizzard titles. Enjoyed them a lot. A lot of good memories. Blizzard have a way of capturing a certain magic. But then when they were just essentially saying, ah, you know, customer-based, you know, you've been looking for the next real Diablo to come out. We heard your concerns about Diablo 3. Here's Diablo Mobile. Right, lad. Well, Battle.net, off my computer. Overwatch, uninstalled. Don't enjoy playing it anymore. I don't see you listening to your consumer base and, you know, giving us what we want and that sounds very entitled, like, give us what we want. But we're a paying customer. We're saying, oh, we really wish that you would include this. Oh, we really wish that, like, here are our concerns regarding X game, and they just get completely ignored. And, you know, we're going to go for that mobile market where there's a bunch of money instead of, you know, rewarding our loyal fan base. And I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way, and it doesn't, and with all the stuff that's happened, it doesn't really look like that's changing. So I don't think I'm going to have a Blizzard title in my library for quite some time until, like you said, there is some kind of backbone, some stand-up, and some real changes in how they do business. I definitely know I won't be buying any more. You know, now that I've mm. my pre-order is, you know, done, I already yeah. had that. I won't be buying Overwatch 2. I won't be buying Diablo 4. And, you know, it's sad. No. I've seen some people, I think I saw Ash earlier talking about it on his stream um, where he was like, someone was saying, oh, I want to get this new over, you know, this new thing. How do I get my Blizzard account back? Because I deleted it and after the, you know, Blitzchung thing, how do I get it back? And I'm like, why delete your account if you're going to want it back later? And like, yeah. like Ash said, you know, it's like, what do you, do you have no backbone? Like stand by your beliefs. And it's like, yeah, exactly. There are a million games out there by Companies that are perfectly good people, you know, go buy their yeah. product. They could use the money. You really don't need Blizzard products. Yeah. They're not even that good. Most of the best <laughs> games I've been playing lately are not made by AAA publishers. Definitely, definitely. There, There is so much out there now. And there's so many... There's so many interesting new games that kind of... They, they breach the barrier between two genres or three genres. And you're like... Why didn't anyone think of doing this before? You know, the biggest example that I've played lately, and this is a game that's been out for a couple of years now, Slay the Spire. I Dungeon crawling, Spire. deck building, roguelike. Why did no one do that before? Or Why maybe they have no gone under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that was my first review. That's what... So this channel was nothing. I mean, it's still sort of nothing. But <laughs> it was like 30 subscribers because I had just been making like sports things with my friend and it just didn't really work. And... And then I got inspired and, and I was making some like let's plays and, you know, there's a million mm. of us on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then Slay the Spire came out and I made it and I had a couple game reviewers, other reviewers actually tell me, I really like this. I hope you'll do more of this because I did a review of it. And so I made more yeah. reviews and I haven't done any reviews recently, though I plan to. Um, it's just hard because they take they take more time than they seem like they would for a six, five, you know, four to six minute video. 
Um, yeah, you've got to splice all the, the stuff. You've got to get the gameplay footage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's what got it going. And that's what really got me my passion for this YouTube stuff, which I hope will people will continue to like because, um, you know, it, it really got me going. And Slay the Spire was what did that. It was so good that yes. I couldn't not. I, I played it and I was like, I, I love this. I have so much I want to say. Mm. I must tell the world. Honestly, if if you haven't watched my Slay the Spire review, please go watch it. It's like, do I? It's it's not my most popular. My most popular is the freaking Astroneer video, which has like eight thousand views or something. But like, <laughs> like the Slay the Spire video was the one that I just was like, I was so passionate about what I was talking about. Mm. Um, and, and that's just like a like some guys made yeah. this game, you know, just some guys yeah. had an I idea. I think the the last triple A title that i played and have truly enjoyed was probably thinking about it you know that really got to me was bioshock infinite and that came out a good while ago and that's just because i love the bioshock universe bioshock one like will have a special place in my heart forever because i played that and just oh at the time when bioshock one came out it was just this perfect mashup of storytelling thriller kind of gunplay and just the story of it and i loved it but just in recent years it's like you said there's there's just something about going with a a core idea and just running with that and making the best game possible not necessarily the the best looking game triple a titles granted look fantastic physically uh, aesthetically but they're so shallow so many times and basically it's all you know, aesthetic yeah it's, it's all, how it's pretty all... can we make it to cover up like how how polished can we make this turd right that's how, the... how can we push non-modern hardware like hardware that's even more like more advanced than modern to its limits mm. i mean every new AAA title that comes out my computer which is really good struggles to stream it and run it at the same time i don't struggle to play it but i struggle yeah. to stream it and run it at the same time and that shouldn't be an issue but yeah. it is with with every new one that comes out because they just like they push it to the limit and then mm. every person who plays it has to dial it way back and i'm like why yeah, i think that's one thing i've enjoyed with outer worlds that came out very recently it's you know, graphically looks good, yeah. but it's not overboard. And you can tell that they've put in the effort with characters, dialogue, story more than they have. Like, let's make it look as pretty as possible to cover up. They've, they've said, okay, we'll make it look nice, but then we'll make it a game to remember. I That's what it feels like. I, I'm interested because I'm actually, I'm going to, that's my next review is I'm probably going to do for uh, Outer Worlds. And I have a lot to say about mm. it. Um, yeah. I have enjoyed it, but there's plenty to criticize. Um, yes. I will say, I mean, I guess technically Obsidian isn't a AAA company. They just work for AAA mm. companies. Yeah. I guess. would be. I'm, I'm said, not, like like uh, you said, there is some fair criticisms with Outer Worlds, but it feels like they've, they've at least gone in the right direction to make it a memorable game instead of, oh, how pretty can we make it, you know, to give someone the best to, first to impression possible. To ignore the fact to that it's broken. Rose tinted glasses, yeah, so... 
Well, anyway, we've uh, we've officially gone over time. Um, not that anyone hey. listens. Not that anyone listens. Hardworking capitalist capitalist society. Right, right. Hardworking capitalist at desk. Not not we'll that produce. not that anyone even listens to our podcast all the way to the end. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi, hi. There's uh, we'll we'll get we'll get there, Kev. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. I mean, we'll the, the first one the first one seems like it was pretty well received. So hopefully, people will enjoy this one as well. Yeah, with an average and time you have, of eight minutes. <laughs> if you have come all the way here, thank you very much for listening. Hope to see you again next week. Yeah, if, you're the, if, if you're the actual hero who listened to this all the way through, then you deserve the Golden <laughs> Mustache Award. Yes. I, I, I don't have the curls, but I can you pretend could. I do. You could. What if? I, I could. What if? What if? It is Movember after all. It is. Do it. Do it. Do it. I swear to <laughs> I'll God. I'll shave up everything but here. Just just grow your mustache. You could totally you have a you have thick enough facial hair that if you let it grow, you could totally do this. I will mm. I will order you mustache wax if you do it. <laughs> you, know, you, want to know the, you know what the best thing is about it? You can always shave it go off. On. You can always True. shave it off. That's that's what when people go, I don't know, man. I don't go I go, why? It's hair. You can cut it off. And if you cut it off, it'll grow back. Oh, Jesus. Like, so just, just do it. Don't let your mustache dreams be do dreams. Lower your facial hair today, not tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Spacer's choice. Spacer's choice. It's not the best wax. It's Spacer's wax. Spacer's choice. Um, Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching uh, or listening. If you're listening to this on Spotify or one of our many other hosting sites, we will be back again next week, probably talking about the results from the next couple days of BlizzCon and yep. whatever delicious, delicious drama happens yes. between now and digest then. whatever comes out of it. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.